This episode is sponsored by Better Help. What is the first thing that you would do if you had an extra hour in your life? Oh, the first thing I just thought was, oh, I'm going to need more than an hour to fit that stuff in. But I, the fact is, a lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. I know that is for me. That's a big thing, uh, especially as you get older. <laughs> um, and the question, you know, time for what? What would you do? Would it actually make you feel better? What is it that you feel you're missing? In order, you know, that that would make it better. Um, and and one of the ways to sort of help figure out that out is, is therapy. It can help you find out what matters most to you so you can do more of it or focus on what it is that you're spending your time on that that maybe isn't giving you that that sort of fulfilling experience. Um, and it's interesting because a lot of times people talk about therapy or they talk about mental health or they, it's about uh, trauma or it is about, you know, like like a, a great amount of pain or anything. And those things are all very valid and everything. But also, you know, in some ways there's stumbling blocks. Uh, there is sort of a, a, something indefinable that you're having a hard time getting to that maybe is stopping you from feeling as confident as you can, as good as you can. And, you know, therapy uh, is, is one way to go after that. If you are thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, is designed to, be, designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. You fill out a brief questionnaire, you'll get matched with a licensed therapist. You may switch therapists at any time you like for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. This is the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 448, brought to you by iFanboy listeners just like you. Hey, welcome to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast. It's episode 448. My name's Paul Montgomery. That over there, returning, Connor Kilpatrick. Is this the part where I say hello? I don't remember exactly how this works. It's been so long. We've missed you. And there's Josh Flanagan. I'm wearing the Daniel Craig jeans. Are you? Right now. hot. Do you feel very constricted? It's not hot. Is it? It's okay. It's hot in Philly. It feels like... No. Being cooked when you go outside, so no, no, it it dry. It's been like that. I'm taking advantage of it. Okay, covering up my ankles. <laughs> Suck it. This is we are a family. No, no joke, Josh. It's not Lyme disease season. It'll come back in the fall. I mean, it could happen now, but it's less likely. They're just biding their time under the famous last words a, for a guy at mountain bike. It's, under it's, the it's not Lyme disease thing. season. Listen, hasn't been a lot of my, uh, mountain bike going on lately. That's, <laughs> that's all I. That's all I can tell you. We are a family. A lot of babies work waking up early. I can tell you that. Push through, Paul, quickly. What is this? It's iFanboy. No, let's talk about let's We talk like about fine what's going denim. Oh. Every week, we read a bunch of comics, and one of us picks the best book that they read. We call that the pick of the week. We come here to talk about the pants that we've been wearing, the bikes we've not been riding, and some of the books we've been liking, and other goofy nonsense. Before we get to the show, quick reminder slash warning, this is going to be a review show, and we will be talking about the things that happened in this week's books. Plus, maybe some Guardians of the Galaxy, Galaxy spoilers to ruin Connor because he hasn't seen it yet. Whoa! Priorities, buddy. Where's the hang-up button? No, we're not going to talk Are about Guardians of the Galaxy. We're not going to. We're not going to spoil anything from Guardians of the Galaxy. So don't worry. We're just going to talk about the comics from this week, all the people who died in them, and who had the pick this week. It was Connor. Welcome back. What was your pick? Well, it's funny that I, I did not see Guardians of the Galaxy, and yet my pick was Rocket Raccoon number two. I, I found that very interesting because I will freely say. 
that I believe that I, I read the book in Bradley Cooper's voice, and I was like, huh, this, this really plays like the movie character. Very much so in this now that I have the context for it. Well, it's funny know. because the first issue came out. I really enjoyed it. Uh, Paul loved it, I believe. Yeah, and, it was good and time. Josh was not as thrilled by it, but I thought this issue was sort of Scotty Young off the I leash. Oh, no, I didn't. But you didn't love it like everyone else loved yeah, it. Yeah, I never do. Well, that's how it goes. <laughs> but uh, I thought this issue was Scotty Young off the leash a little bit, and I thought yeah. this was a really entertaining issue. It was funny. And you know you have Rocket Raccoon in prison, so you get to do the you get to do the prison breakout scene, and I loved the two page spread of that. That was fun. No spoilers. It just <laughs> was a really fun issue, and I haven't again. I have not seen the movie. I don't know. You know, I don't even know much about these characters. I never really read the old Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, no, you didn't. Wow. And Atlantic stuff, but you know. But you kind of don't for this. I mean, you don't really need to. You know enough. Groot shows no. up. That's fun. They have the little team up where they battle. They, they get out, and again, Scotty Young gets to draw crazy aliens, crazy technology, you know, crazy, crazy stuff that really fits into his his style. And I just I had so much fun reading this issue. He's also developed a a real. I think his dialogue is getting stronger. His yeah, I laughed of, out loud a bunch of times. His patter and his sort of back and forth and the and, rhythm and is really comebacks strong. and yeah, it is. I was actually really impressed by that this time. You know, and all that other stuff you said. Obviously, it's it's a it's a good looking book with lots of imagination thrown in. I like the the, uh, the big the big muff tack looking uh, alien who uh, <laughs> who who says you really shouldn't be concerned about college funds right now. You are in jail. Points for muff tack reference. Sure. Yeah. Is he the I one have who seen wants the drink, or is he the one who's waiting for the drink? Muff tack's the big gray furry one. So Cabe is the what one. Is like, Cabe is a little bat. Yeah, and then there's yeah. La- there's Lack Sivrak, the little wolf man guy oh, who wow. got cut out yeah. of the movie in the in the pre- in really. The, yeah, they they replaced him with somebody else in the uh, in the not not the prequels but the re-releases, the special the, editions. The, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I didn't he know was that. just a leftover Wolfman. Uh, yeah, they, so they just they they put a different alien over him, which pissed me off because uh, Lack Sivrak always one of my favorite characters. Anyway. <laughs> Strange thing to say. I'm ready to talk about Rick Baker if you want to. I'm here. <laughs> it was fun. And the story, if you don't know, is uh, is that Rocket Raccoon, the rapscallion raccoon character of of space, had been arrested in the last issue. Was it for murder? I forgot what the probably was. there was. Yes, the, well, he was framed for murder because there's another murder. creature that looks like him who uh, murdered somebody. And he's supposedly the last of his kind, right? The last. Yeah. Raccoon. Yes. Yeah. So uh, he is now in, put into prison, I guess, awaiting trial. However, it works in this alien world, and we meet a lot of his his mates. I love. I just it was a really great structural. You know, he shows up in prison, and everybody's sort of razzing him, and cuts to him having beaten up everybody. Mm. And I just it was just it was just really fun. And Josh, you said it was kind of interesting because the movie hadn't been out, and although we'd heard like what Bradley Cooper's voice was going to be for the character in trailers and stuff. I wasn't really reading issue one with that voice in it, and, and then you did this time. now I I did this time and and uh, yeah, that it hurt you deep inside. It didn't. No. no, it didn't hurt me. I've been I've been saying Bradley Cooper, um, one of the best kept secrets in Hollywood uh, for many years. <laughs> I've been banging the drum, and nobody believes me. I was like, give him a chance, give him a chance. He's gonna, uh, and he's so this dude, I watched him in Kitchen Confidential, so I don't even want to hear it. So did I. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did too. I saw the pilot anyway. This is, I mean, I think anyone probably, you know, everyone seemed to love the movie. Go out and, and saw it. They should all be reading this book. And you don't even need to have loved the movie. I it just, it's really fun. And it, it, it doesn't feel like it's bogged down in what's going on in the rest of the universe. It doesn't feel like you need to know anything else. It just feels like it's really fun sci-fi space adventure. When you're a kid, if you're like, like woke up and, and getting ready for school and watched like Looney Tunes, like, like, like old school Daffy Duck. 
like when they were when he was actually Daffy and and crazy. Um, his, uh, when his beak would go around his head. Yeah, it's like <laughs> that kind of manic stuff. Um, Scotty's really good at that. And I was reading this on my new iPad Air, which uh, oh, I love reading comics on. And um, I, I usually Are you roll being my paid eyes. by Apple and have you not told us and you're not <laughs> I sure? I usually right? roll my eyes when I get to like a double page spread and have to turn the thing around. Um, but this time when I, I saw that, when I saw when because the previous page, the page turn, he's saying, you know, how about a prison escape montage? I was like, oh, and then like, oh, good. I get to turn it around and I get this cool, you know, landscape thing. And that was so much fun. Uh, yeah, it's having, a story too. You follow their action through the tunnels and whatever. And it was, it was a nice, it was a nice bit of storytelling. Really strong. It's also some sweet design too. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. You're designing stuff all over this. That's really fun. The, the, the space car thing I think was my favorite. Like oh, yeah. the engine is under a is in a blob which is under a brain, right? But there's actually like a V8 block engine in there. Yeah, and then like the fish bubble head thing and and the fish gun at the end, and and then again that that double page spread uh, where he comes upon all his exes and it's just that huge. He's like staring down that huge armada. So all of those ships have a different design and a thing going on. Which that was. That's impressive. I understand from a thoughtful standpoint. That's exactly. There's also a really a bunch of hand drawn um, special sound effects in this too. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's a good point. And uh, in in that, I'm looking at that double page spread you just mentioned, and even the hold up. Wait a minute. Is not a sound effect. It's a dialogue, but it's it's classic Scotty right there. Right, but it's also (laughs) like a really inventive way to do that. It 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 jumps out at you, and you, you can just hear him screaming it. Or you guys can anyway. I, don't, I can't hear him yet. But and I like it. And I like when you when like if somebody were to open this up, they think, okay, this is an all ages comic just because of it's the not style. Really. But it's 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 got a lot of adult humor in it. And I mean, Rocket talks about I didn't murder that person. I was framed for this job, but I've murdered people before, sure. But I, I don't want to take the rap for somebody else's murder. And mm-hmm. I was like, that's that's kind of uh, it's kind of funny to to think that this cuddly little raccoon character is you know. Is a hero in a book and is also a, a murderer. Well, he's he's an antihero. He's like yeah, Logan, he's right? He's right. Like, l- l- or Deadpool. Deadpool Lobo. Yeah. I can hard to say that word without spitting. But um, this is the one that has the Deadpool joke in it, doesn't it? it does. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good Deadpool joke. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Scotty Young. He's 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 really really good here. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and it's a good project uh, for him. We would be remiss if we didn't mention his colorist Jean Francois Francois Bellou. <laughs> I love listening to you butcher foreign names. It's my favorite thing about this show. Because what happened is that Ron left and you stepped up. And I used to be fine with it. Yeah. Francois is not incorrect. France, uh, what's it? Uh, Jean-Francois Bellieu. That's what I said, except for the Bellieu. Bellieu. He's really yeah. good. And it's he, like you he got a complete collection of Rosetta Stones, but then didn't use them. You the just smacked yourself in the head with them. Colors popped. That's not how it works. The colors in this issue really pop. There's a lot of really nice, especially I'm sure on your fancy iPad. Paul. Oh yeah, because my old Gen Gen One iPad even looks good on. That's the non Retina display. Gotta go Retina. Sometimes, sometimes, gotta go sometimes retina. it's hard to make out the color over the flicker and buzzing of the early models. <laughs> I have to turn a crank whenever I want to read an issue, but it's fine. I whack uh, mine on the table to stop the buzzing. <laughs> and uh, the motor is really loud. But just if you're just looking at these, I'm looking at the, the page where crank the, it up the, again. That car escapes out and just the, the deep red sky and the blue walls. It just, it looks, it's a very pop oh, art. It's not red, actually. <laughs> it's not red? It's, uh, you'll, you'll see when you, maybe in another firmware upgrade or something, <laughs> you'll be introduced to this color. 
I think oh. that what happens sometimes is that the exhaust will obscure the visuals. <laughs> oh, that's going to be it. It certainly has a problem with my breathing. Um, but this was a really fun issue. I really enjoyed it. It was actually higher. Really, there's a bunch of really good comics this week, including the uh, final issue of Moon Knight by Warren Ellis and Declan Shalvey, Moon Knight number six, in which uh, a very insecure and disgruntled cop decides he's going to take out Moon Knight and become the new hero of, of I was going to say Gotham, but the new hero of New York. <laughs> and uh, it goes very badly for him. And I thought, I didn't love the series in the beginning. I really loved the art the whole way through, but I was in love with the story. But I thought the last couple of issues were really, really strong. I think was, love, yeah, and I think on a bunch of these, it's really ambitious what they've tried to do just within a single issue. And mm-hmm. I think we, I guess we met this cop in the first issue. We had I'm sure we did. That'd totally be a Warren Ellis thing. Yeah, I mean, we definitely met like the, the the chief detective or whatever, and this was this guy was probably just hanging out in the background. But we get his basically his his montage life story of being held back all the time. You're such a disappointment. You're so terrible. And then finally, he agrees that I am a disappointment. And now he decides he's got to take it out on Moon Knight because he's on this damn freak beat. He doesn't want to be part of it. And I and I always liked that idea of. Focusing on the cops that have to deal with superheroes. Mm-hmm. Um, someone should do that, like a whole series about that. That would be really? pretty cool. Um, well, they investigate crimes. They, they investigate two crimes. Different groups, and, and yeah. one in the evening, one in the daytime, and start with a off. start with a tragedy with yeah. Mister Freeze and right. Right, It'd be a good. good it would be a good idea. But anyways, it's all crammed into into one issue, never, and it would it, never fly. And it works. My favorite <laughs> character, though, in this issue is the long suffering girlfriend or wife of the cop. <laughs> who just has to listen to him, His you know, rants, rant and rave. Could have been a contender. Yep. Could have been somebody. And yeah. she's she's just like sitting there, like like you know, watching TV. I'll tell you what, she is not listening. <laughs> she no. is not listening. She has heard you know it, many times. at one point she responded to him, and I went back. I was like, wait, did she just respond to him? Oh, she's, <laughs> she's acting like she's listening. I was like, wait, but okay. that's murder, is what you're talking about? <laughs> did you maybe that's how you not get dark? That? She she wasn't she wasn't all that concerned, mind you. No. Yeah, that's why you take a dart in the face. I liked the, um, the it was, it's, it's a long buildup. You've got the whole issue of this guy training and he's investigating Moon Knight on the side, pretending to be a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent and he's got his gadgets and his costume and then he confronts Moon Knight and it's over pretty quickly. And it's just, it's just great. It was a really great story. It's I was a really, really great story and I'm really bummed out that this is all there was because I wasn't sure what to think about it because I don't really like Moon Knight. And then each issue as they came out, I liked it more than the last one. And this was just, it was, it's like, it's, it's one of those show pieces, you know, that, that, that people are going to be talking about for like, there was this great six issue miniseries, but you know, that sort of made, that sort of made Declan Shalvey, you know, it took him up to the next level, you know, does that, nobody's going to take Warren Ellis up to the next level. Um, you know, at the same time that, uh, Jordy won a, won a, an Eisner. And you, you know, it's like it, for me, this is this is sealed, and the whole series is sealed in that you turn that page when he's looking up through the flames, and you just see that sort of white, stark shape of his glider going through the air, you know. And they save that the whole issue, you know. You just you just get that one little hint of it, and that recurring moon sort of visual, and and it, it's just it doesn't get old. Yeah, and it doesn't get also the the color scheme, the moonlight color scheme. No, or lack so, of color scene doesn't get old either. Oh, it doesn't. It's so uh, it's just I can't think of the word that I need, but you know, it just stands out every time, and it it's the signature of the book. It just it's contrasting everything else. Mm-hmm. He, just, he just pops, and you wouldn't think yeah. of a character in white against a colorful backdrop being the one that pops, even though white is a very brilliant mm-hmm. uh, hue. I almost said color there, but I knew you were going to jump on me if I, I had said color. A hue. It's, 
It's not. It's well. It's, it's all, all colors. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, it's all of them. Let's, well, let's not get into the semantics. Visual. <laughs> Absence of color versus all color and color. What is color exactly? Anyway, I, I don't even know if he's white. Is he actually white? I've got the old Gen One iPad. He's white. Yeah. Could be wearing yellow for all I know. His looks like you know when you used to press down on the old LCDs and you'd see like all of the colors at once. <laughs> That's what white looks like on Connor's iPad. What do they call it ghosting on an LED screen? Yeah. See, yeah. I thought that was. I thought well, he was a rainbow character. That's what I thought. The thing was is, Connor's Connor's iPad now is mostly just burned in images from Facebook. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just, it's just little thumbs everywhere. Oh, well, it says poke in the corner. I don't even know why. <laughs> Lazarus number ten. So the first four books we're going to talk about in the show all could have been pick of the week. Yes. And um, in Lazarus number 10, up till now, we've pretty much spent time with the Carlisle family. We, we've, we've seen what life is like under the thumb of the Carlisles. If you're a waste in their uh, little kingdom, it's, life's not too much fun. In this issue, we learn it could be a lot worse, depending on <laughs> which family's thumb you're under. In this issue, the son of the Carlisles, who before attempted a coup against his father, escapes to the east side of the country and to the, um, what is this, the Hawks? Dr. Hawk has gone Dr. Hawk has, <laughs> has gone full Orwell. Yeah. So uh, we find out the east the, the east coast is is a much heavier thumb on the people constantly having to take their medicine, little dark side esque signs everywhere. And uh, it it doesn't the plan does not go the way this guy thought it would, the the, the defector. I just love there's, the whole opening sequence. Yeah. Yeah. There's where, been very yeah. few I- issues that I, I I just was like, I would like the next, I would like the next thing now, please. Because it was, it was very, I wonder, what's he doing to him? I don't know. I'm sorry, I cut you off about the opening scene. No, no, like, no. What he's doing is he's apparently, and I don't know if I missed this. I don't, you guys can tell me if, if I'm just an idiot. I could be an idiot. Um, but that these, the Carlisles have all been living for a long time. Mm-hmm. That, that was apparently, apparently, apparently that's what's been happening. I don't know if I missed that somewhere, but the Carlisles yeah, are. I've never seen that. Are uh, genetic engineers, and they've been apparently he hasn't aged in forty years. This this guy, and uh, so what he did was he took the finger to unlock the hidden secrets of their genetic engineering. But I had apparently missed that. Yeah, or, and it's and it's very like I'm really excited, like Lee said, for what's coming next because it's apparently yeah. all of the families are coming together. The conclave, the conclave, and well, not all of them. He said in the in the, in the letters column, which I don't. Normally read, but I read this one because he actually gives a lot of insight into the backstory. Mm-hmm. The letters column he says that it's going to be a lot of them, but not all of them. Yeah, but uh, but it's but it's apparently you know it's a big deal because they haven't done this in what sixty some years was it say, and then um, getting this kind of I don't know red wedding kind of vibe to it. Um, things are things are looking bad because they got the finger, and all the secrets are in <laughs> this guy's finger. But I love that opening sequence where he's basically crash landing. And you have reactions. You have reactions. That's what I was looking for. Reactions from the guys down on the ground. And Those guys are great. Yeah, I, I really like that. And he's got this whole like Frank Burns thing going on. Like he doesn't understand what's going on, and he doesn't. I'm very important. He thinks he's very important. Yeah, that, that, that's my he favorite part. It. He's just, I'm very, I'm a very important person, and you're going to help me out. And ooh, this water's gross. And they're just like. Uh-huh. He held and his just, shoes up. That was my favorite part. Yeah. It was like there was literally the, the image of him holding his shoes above water. And I was like, oh, that's great. And they're the just water, hanging back. And like, water? Let's see. Yeah, well, it's mostly what 
what is it they said? It's some shit. shit. I've seen shit. Yeah, and so they're just kind of hanging back. I'm gonna watch and see how he does this because he's got his eye on the shoes. And it's also a little it's bit fancy like, city uh, shoes. We got we got to shoehorn some West Wing in here. It's like it's like when Josh was out uh, in the back of the pickup truck and what's it out there? Corn, Nebraska? Nope. Yeah, yeah. Trees. Yeah. It was. I mean, this the, the world building in this continues to be so impressive. And he keeps finding very interesting things to look at and uncover. And if you're re- reading the letters column again, you find there's all kinds of parts of the world he may not ever even get to, but he's got it in yeah. his head already. And uh, I just love, I mean, it's not a place to love. It's awful. But I, d- I love being in this world and then seeing it all and finding this new character, Dr. Hawk, is, is scary. Ergo, Dr. Hawk. Yeah. He's not cool, but but at the same time, like like Michael Lark is is doing this thing where he's really good at at these characters and these faces of people and their acting. But then also look at this, look at the future plane he draws. Mm-hmm. Like that's he's all over the map with this shit. That's amazing. Like so you've got this is just this thunderball of talent. It's just way too much for this this book. And as I said before in the back, he said um, they're a year into this. Mm-hmm. I want people to know that my threat still stands. <laughs> if this book gets canceled, I will come for you. Right. He's got a lot of shit to get to, and I need him to get to as much of it as possible. And it's sort of a six-week schedule with this book. I'm okay with that. Five, you know, what, five you know what's, what's also interesting? I noticed that I was like, this This is one of my favorite issues of this series so far, but there's no forever in it. And I, and I don't think there's a correlation there. I don't like I I love the forever character and I'm curious to see what's going on with her but I love the world building in this where it's 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 that great thing where you you, you go deeper and deeper into the world they're leading him in as a prisoner and mm-hmm. you see the different levels of society and you're going yep. down into the depths and finally you get to you know the big boss and you know Hawk and it's just great you know you know what's what's great about one last thing what is great about it? look at the cover the light bulb. The light, I, yeah, I was looking at that. The light oh, bulb wow. that is lighting him is is on there, which I is in the Z, which you kind of don't see, but when you do, you're like, oh, that's really nice. There's a nice little hair light there. Yeah, yeah. At least they gave him some pants for the cover. We don't know that. On the, we, on the cover, we do know. He's got pants Silo- on. It's pants. silhouetted. You can see. There's a cuff there. There's a cuff. That's, they cut him. Are you looking that's on your first-gen iPad? I don't. Know, it's hard to tell. It's buzzing and sort of flickering and whatnot. Mine likes to vibrate. Why is like Howdy ragged Doody pants? Play? Like they gave him a pa- like pants from like no, a scarecrow. So the other know, book, just the antenna, just right. It's, <laughs> it's a problem. The other book that was almost picked the week was She Hulk number seven, which was a nice little one shot story. Uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids adventure. <laughs> That's what I thought of too. In which uh, She Hulk has a client who we met in last issue who is. Whose business partner has taken the formula and, and sh- uh, for their shrink ray and, got, and shrunk himself down rather than sell the company uh, to hide from his own uh, partner. So he hires She Hulk and Hellcat to find the partner who's in his backyard in Queens. And uh, so they enlist the help of Hank Pym because he's obviously the expert in shrinking. And they have a, they have a really interesting adventure in the Normally, back not shrinkage something expert. a man wants to have as a <laughs> right, title. Right. Um, I thought this was great because not only was it entertaining and funny, I loved the. The beginning scene when they call Hank Pym, he's like, "Do not do any of the things you just said you were going to do." Yeah, <laughs> um, but also, you know, you had a great tension between Hellcat and She-Hulk, in which She-Hulk, you know, has, is the dominating force in the relationship, and Hellcat feels very taken not advantage of, but not not appreciated. And uh, I liked that a lot. Two two things. 
Uh, one, is this the same artist who was on the issue where everything was like weirdly foreshortened? No, short this is the original long- artist. Okay, okay. Okay, that's fine. Uh, the, I, I, one of the things I really liked was that um, they really used the visuals of, of sort of large and, and big, and, mm-hmm. you know, well, by showing, like starting off with Captain America looking gigantic, but he was little and tiny. And then, you know, Ant-Man is gigantic the first time you see him. And, and you know, they really like took time to focus on the idea of like, and even when they were shrunk down, you were either looking down on top of them or you were looking up from below. You were sort of never right with their level. The whole issue, if you look, a lot of it was drawn from sort of extreme angles. Javier Polito's really, really good. Oh, obviously. Yeah. I mean, uh, obviously, but also like the, the script, you're right. It is Javier Polito. I don't know why I didn't realize that. Okay. Forget I asked that question. It was a stupid question. It was Ron um, Wimberly guess- was the, well, Polito was the first couple of issues, and the last yeah. arc was done by the other guy. Yeah. yeah, it looked really good. Is my point. Um, there was like just really thoughtful camera choices. I guess is yes. what I'm getting at. Um, and then, and then, second of all, is this the best Ant Man story or Hank Pym story that you've read in a really <laughs> long time? It's a really good one. I mean, I mean, let's let's talk about the fact that that people can't seem to get a, a good handle on Hank Pym. They they like in this one they bring him in. He's the he's the you know he's the veteran. He knows everything. I loved the the sort oh, of reveal. That he's the, he's the guy, and and they're like, no, our stuff's fine, and then he just talks to me. He's, no, it's not. This is the problem, you know. He he's been good in Daredevil, and he should have been Daredevil. But um, it was he was good. I love when he got taken away by the bird, mm-hmm. and also it's it's a lot of interesting. That's great. They just took him out of the story. Yeah, but also a lot of interesting in, insight into what it's like to be super tiny. You know, this is yeah. not going to be fun. There's a lot of danger here. You could get eaten by a bird or an animal, and. And they're all going to be super strong compared to you. And, and I like the fact that it wasn't so easy to put the helmet on and control the ants. They're, they're like children. They want sugar. And That's really funny. You know, God, he's – Charles Soule is, is too good. He's really good. It's getting annoying. And now the you – know, And I like him, but – The final page reveal with, with old Cap and all the ladies giggling around him. Uh, very exciting. Very fashionable old Cap. He's got no butt left. That's why they're laughing because old <laughs> men don't have knees. But uh, this, you know, against all odds, and uh, this is one of my favorite books. Yeah, it's a really good book. And I'm actually happy. I didn't love the last um, arc as much as I've loved these Polito issues. I loved, I liked them a lot, but I was kind of happy to get back to these mm-hmm. sure. other stories. You think Old Cap is glad that he can just like wear what he wants now? Like he can wear old man clothes? Do old men wear old man clothes, or they just wear the clothes that they wore when they well, that's were what I mean. young? Like, like he he's wearing more like what his you know peers would be wearing of mm. his age group. I don't know. Coffins, boom. Oh, he's good. he looks good old. for something in his nineties. Of course he does. He's yeah. in shape. Well, he lost the super soldier serum. Well, he's still in shape. It would take it would take a little while. He's got good habits. True. He's got to stop eating six thousand calories a day. That's, that's true. That's, no more donuts. I doubt he eats one. So this week they dumped a metric ton of Superman books or Superman stories on us. We had Action Comics 34, we had Action Comics Annual number three, and we had Superman Wonder Woman Annual number one. All the latest three chapters in the, the doomed story. Thank it, you on for the, um, the, yeah, putting the script, them all together. On the script here it just says all of the Superman books. Right. That's what it felt like. And the thing is, I really like this story. It just felt like a lot this week because I think the one of the, the annuals were like at least double sized. Yeah. yeah. So I, was, I actually I read reading six issues of this. I read the Action Comics one. I think because the, the thing is they weren't num- they were numbered, but then they changed the subtitle of the thing when it was renumbered. Right. So Action Annual is Super Doom Part Four, whereas Action Thirty Four 
is Last Son Chapter 1. Well, I just so I figured that was the one to read last since it was chapter yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, no, I got that. But I started with the the action one and then realized I was supposed to have read Superman Wonder Woman, but I was like, I don't really need to because I Well, I there's all these numbers on it. So act yeah, Superman Action Comics, <laughs> it's number three in the usual spot. Yeah. And then up top, if you look real close, it's chapter four of Super Doom. Yeah. Which I always think of so Super I, Dude from all that. Sorry. Yeah. Snicks. I don't know. From the Snick generation. Yeah. Here's my big yeah. question in this, and I, I again could have missed something because I don't read everything, but does Lois know Superman's identity? She called him Clark a lot. She called him Clark through the entire issue. I think so. So that would that would I would assume. When did that it's really, happen? It's, I don't know, but it's an interesting dynamic in that they're not like a couple, and they don't seem to be pushing them towards it, but they have this connection. So it has to get there sometime. Where did the connection come from? I don't oh, know. Where did the connection come from? Yeah, like they don't have the history. Seventy-five years of storytelling. Not that in writers this. Don't not movie, my friend. Maybe, was it in Superman? I don't know. The one we weren't reading? I don't know. I do know that uh, I do like the little burgeoning romance between Lana Lang and Steel. That's all right. You can't have the one thing and go for the next best. Well, wait a minute. Is it still going on in Superman? Because the, they got the new Jeff Johns thing, and that's not. I know, but I'm saying Super there was uh, whatever those 30 issues of it no, beforehand no, no. were. Well, Super Doom is not happening in Superman. It's just the right. Jeff Johns. No, no, I'm, I'm just saying the, the, the back end of, the, of like maybe there's Clark Lois stuff there. Could be. All I'm just yeah. saying is that it hasn't really been earned. Blah blah blah. Who cares? It's the same complaint we've had about these the new fifty two. Anyway, yeah. I, I as much as I was a little tired reading it all, I did enjoy most of yes. it. I like that all the heroes are getting involved because often in these storylines, it's just the main character, and you always wonder why they don't call him for help. And here, you know, all the Justice League and there. Are, I like the Martian Manhunter scenes; those were good. I still like. I, li- oh, I liked Ang- Grumpy Bat- Batman, who was constantly. Deciding they were going to lose, or, or Connor, Connor, we we know you like Grumpy Batman. <laughs> no, but it was like it was it was oddly defeatist Batman. Yeah, he was like, oh, this is this is never well, that's what work. that's what happens to him when he ends up in an ensemble. That's <laughs> true. He has to. He, he becomes a little bit less if he does, dimensional. If he doesn't, if he doesn't get in, get to be in charge, he, he's like, mm, well, stupid. it wasn't even so much that it was. It was just like I remember. Just, I can't open the issue quick enough to tell you, but it was one of the one of them. He's he's he was like, this plan's never going to work. We're going to pull die. the pull the the cord and just give it like two or three good yanks, <laughs> and that should start it up. Make sure you prime it. <laughs> oh though, shit! I didn't prime the engine. I didn't prime the pump. <laughs> you don't want to flood it. Ah uh, crap! <laughs> uh crypto is dumb. Crypto is dumb. But it was really dumb. If they, if they just drew him differently, it would be fine. Mm-hmm. They make him look. It's it doesn't it does it doesn't work. It, it goes against the point of the of the super dog. He's supposed to look like a regular all American dog. Wolf man. Yeah. But anyway, all this stuff aside, I I, Sorry. Do, I still am enjoying this story. I do like I, he. You know, we have now gotten past Superman's Doomsday. He defeats himself, much like in Superman Three, the classic film, underappreciated, um, <laughs> in which Superman fights his own evil self. One of the great scenes, but he but does it's weird though because that either evil self doesn't have a goatee. So how are you supposed to know? Well, in the film, he had a little bit dirtier costume okay. and a little bit of a thir- of a five o'clock shadow. Yeah. Whereas here, he just looks like a Doomsday Man, but. I still I do like it. I don't want this storyline going forever. It's have, there have been a lot of chapters, and they keep adding new um, subtitles. So I don't know how long they're planning on going with this, but it seems like we're nearing the end since Superman is no longer Doomsday. Yeah, but no, it's still in him. He just was able to tamp it down. It's always in him, Josh. Oh, oh, it's the Hulk from the movie. <laughs> 
I didn't I didn't get that until now. You could have very easily gotten by without reading the annual part of the action comics because that happened concurrently to the other issues. I did like the Superman Wonder Woman issue as well, which was also an annual, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, I've been enjoying them. Get the money. You go to fanboy.com slash Amazon. <laughs> That's where you can buy anything you want, including, let's see, there is, the, there is the new uh, Batman animated film, uh, Attack on Arkham. Assault on Arkham, yeah. Close enough. The whole, you know, let's not. <laughs> I remember because I was ass in it. Um, there's also the uh, the Batman set, which if you look, if you buy, you get a little cool Batmobile, which is awesome. I didn't even know that when I pre-ordered it. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it's gone down also, a little bit in price. We've talked about that. It might we were like it might go down a little bit. It's gone down like eight nine bucks. You can also buy a dipstick for your first generation iPad. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Probably there somewhere under automotive slash yeah. first gen iPad section. Protective you get one of shawl. I want to get one of those nose bras. <laughs> what? They also make special gas. Put them on cars. Oh, okay. Hang along. So work in a uh, all that is found on iFanboy.com slash Amazon. I've never heard of that before. Purchases. You ever had a car with a nose bra? I don't think we. You know what I'm talking about? I haven't called. Like they put it. them on like sports cars. They totally are. We don't call them that. That's where you can go to make all your purchases. We get a little piece of the sale, and Amazon's taking that out of your costs, and it helps keep the show going. We really appreciate it. Everyone does that, especially those who make it their link when they go to Amazon. Don't even think about it anymore. Those are the best people. iFanboy.com slash registrations where you can become iFanboy member, and these are also the best people. That's where you can pay $3 a month or $30 a year to help us out. Uh, keeps everything running. Keeps us in uh, gas masks. I, usually, I, I like to wear World War One era gas mask when using my iPad. Um, you get the keeps toner all the cartridges bills paid, for them. Keeps our, serv- our server paid. Sorry for all the server problems this past week. We had an upgrade issue, uh, as sometimes happens. But keeps all those bills covered. I didn't do anything. <laughs> None of us pressed the red button. Not, not our fault. We don't know. We can't prove that. So can't be we sure. should live under heavy suspicion. I was looking at the site through my phone. I could have pressed something by accident. Who knows? But uh, I'll take responsibility for that one. It works that way. So iFanboy.com slash Amazon, iFanboy.com slash registration. That's how you can help <clears> us out. Thank you very much. And now Thank there's you. a book I've never even heard of, and I don't know that it's a real title. How Tunes Reignite Number 1. Okay, so I don't know what this is, but it's a thing that I've seen kicking around for a little while. There was a book that came out, and apparently at the back, this How Tunes, whatever it is, has been around for uh, like 10 years. I think that they just put out a collection of all the stuff. Uh, at image, but this is a new sort of series of it. None of that matters as far as what I'm about to tell you. Um, this has been written. Ready for this? It's written by Fred Van Lenty. Mm-hmm. It's drawn by Tom Fowler, mm-hmm. colored by Jordi Belair. Mm-hmm. And I even was looking at it and I go, I bet those are Russ Wooten colors. And I look back and they were. Wait, I thought, or, was, not I thought colors, we were letters, not going to mention Jordi Belair unless she didn't color her book anymore. Well, it's important because neither of you knew what this was, right. and, and I knew. I still think you're making it up. I, said, I did okay, an interview with uh, Van Lenty about it at one point. It's for educational comics. You did science. A, you, you did a, yes. some peyote, and this is a, something you made up. In your they mind. are science-based books uh, of these these two kids, uh, and they make stuff. And in like in the book itself, they show you how to build the thing that they make. So they make like a PVC pipe marshmallow shooter. And they show you how to make safety goggles when you do it. Uh, and they show you, you know, and this all fits into a storyline that's going on in it that's sort of science-based about uh, how, how a corporation blew up the volcanoes trying to save the world and then screwed it up. And then these kids uh, are trapped underground and that's why they're building all this stuff. And they sort of 
dig their way out and they see, you know, the sun, but the earth's been all grown over. Um, and it's going to be like how to do things. And then the back of it is all uh, backed up by the science behind that stuff. So it's explanations of things. It's how to build a flat and improv- improvisational flashlight. Do they you tell have, you how to build a jetpack? Not yet, but there's only the first issue. Um, the point is, if you have kids uh, between, say, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, something like that, uh, and they like to do things, or you want them to be uh, reading something <laughs> like that's, that's useful... <laughs> Well, a lot of kids don't do things anymore. That's dude. true. It is. We true. used to make things this country, Paul. No, but yep. I go. I'm, I'm looking at it, and it's uh, it's it's beautiful. If um, if Fred Van Lenty and, and you know this whole team have been doing you know textbooks when I was a lad, I would be like right now instead of talking to you losers, I'd be like Al Roker's apprentice or something, or like his That's boss. A weird choice. I'm just yeah, saying, like I would science. Really, you work in traditional. Terrestrial I was trying television? to think of like the top person in science, and you could have gone with Neil deGrasse Tyson. Do you think that they all look the same? I mean, that's not. <laughs> I think I saw him on a train once, but it probably yeah, I saw wasn't that. Him. I saw that this week. Um, it wasn't that. Bomb. It was before that. He was reading bomb? the Star Wars book. Well, it was, uh, Star it's Wars: The Truce of Bakura, but I think it was another guy. So listen, uh, right you guys. You guys, I've mentioned this many times. Whenever he comes up, uh, a Tom Fowler drawn book is a delight and a joy. And this is no different. And also, it's something that's actually got a lot of different value to it, depending on who you hand it to. Uh, and it, it was it was it was actually really entertaining to read. It was really cool, and it should be uh, read and looked at. So, if you missed it, How Tunes Reignition Number One. Should Tom Fowler be allowed to do things meant for children? He's yeah, yeah. I mean, not you know. There's there's other sides of him. <laughs> now, I had no idea that Tiny Titans was back. Tiny Titans Return to the Treehouse Number Three. I have no idea what this series is in terms of length or what. I'm just enjoying what I get. And uh, Paul, are you reading this? I thought nope. maybe you might be. Uh, did you read the last series? Dribs and drabs, maybe? I don't know. Okay. Well, this particular series is about the Titans come back together but end up losing their fortress, the treehouse, because Simon and Vrildrox shrink their fortress down to get their shrinking merit badge from Brainiac. And so this this miniseries is about them trying to find their new treehouse or their new headquarters. In the first issue, they uh, Alfred makes them a bat-themed one that doesn't work out well. The second issue, Superman gives them a crystal to make a Fortress of Solitude-like one that doesn't work out too well. So this issue, they go to visit the Shazam family, and they try to get the, the, the wizard to make them a fortress, their own fortress, and hijinks ensue. But it's just really nice to have this book return. Uh, Art Balthazar and Franco are really funny. And it's an all-ages book totally, but there's a lot of really dry, subtle humor in here that you can appreciate as an adult. And uh, just really great gags. And this I like is the concept you know, of each issue. Trying to find a new yeah, and I'm trying to figure out where they're going to go next. I have no idea. But uh, it's just really funny. And there's, there's a great gag in here about using the, using the Shazam lightning to turn people into different characters. So he, they yelled Aquaman and turns him into Aquaman. He doesn't want to be Aquaman. It's just, is it's just have, funny. Does he have real Drox in there? I believe it was Vrildrox. It was the, the guy from the future Brainiac. Yeah, Vrildrox. Yeah, and uh, Simon. They would get their little merit badge, and they, so they shrink it down with their ray. And um, fun. just funny stuff. If you like the kind of all ages, uh, but also subtly funny adult stuff too, um, it's good. I'm just looking, I'm just forwarding over to see if this is actually Vrildrox. <laughs> it's like him, but um, anyway, good stuff. I would recommend uh, Tiny Titans: Turn to the Treehouse, number three. Good deal. Wanted to talk about Flash Gordon number four. This continues to be one of the prettiest looking books I've seen on the shelves. And it's from Diane White. Huh? 
And getting better. And getting better. I, just, I think it's just getting better looking as they go. Well, I mean, it's got rhino it. people now. It's got lion people. And then there's some sketches in the back. Because <laughs> apparently we're going to meet Voltan from the movie. You remember Brian Blessed from the Flash Gordon yep. movie. Wasn't he on the cover? Is he on the cover? Looks mm-hmm. like on the cover. I can't be trusted to, t- to give you any information on color or art, so I haven't looked at the cover in a bit, so I don't know. But um, but he's there's sketches in the back from from Declan Shalvey. He's been teasing it for a while. Declan Shalvey, Doc Shaner, geez, um, wow. The initials get me. Um, Doc Shaner has been teasing it for a bit, and uh, I've been excited because that's a great character. You got to go look him up on YouTube. Voltan, impetuous boy. There was a bit of uh, over, not overload, but there was a bit of exposition of this issue. But it was good. It was it was good to learn where this sort of fits. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like, they, yeah. They they finally in the fourth issue they sort of explained if you hadn't read the stuff that came before, you didn't know anything. You definitely got a little explainer. Yeah, about, which is good. Yeah, it was fun. I agree. I I thought it was a really good issue. I the whole I thought the arc was really good. It set up the world, and it has me excited about further adventures. I think both Jeff Parker and Doc Shaner are really in their wheelhouse for it, and it seems like they're having fun. Which totally is fun. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Paul, not Vril Drox or Vril Dox. It's, it's uh, Quirrell Drox, the uh, Brainiac 5. Okay. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> it sounded suggestive. Black <laughs> you know, Brainiac 5. The Quirrell. Black Widow number nine and the Punisher number nine. I thought this was a great way to do a, a subtle crossover. You know, I was annoyed at first because I thought, what's going on here? And then I was like, oh, no, no. I take that back. Doing real good work here. Yeah, it was. So they're both written by Nathan Edmondson. And so uh, I always read these books together anyway because of that, because they have a very similar tone. Mm. And uh, they, so the characters cross over, but they don't really. They just sort of meet. They have an overlapping scene and then they go their separate way again. And I thought that was a really sort of elegant way to do this. So if you read either book separately, you're fine. If you read them together, you get a little bit more texture. But you don't. It's not a thing where you read Black Widow number nine, you're lost unless you read The Punisher number nine. It's yeah, totally, you read them in either order. And you know what? It, you know it's like. It's like two ships passing in the night on a ship. In the that blows night. up. Also interesting to see how two different artists interpret the same page because the pages happen twice. So you, you yeah get, you get Mitch Jared's interpretation and then you get Phil Noto's interpretation. And I flashed back to the opening world, not the opening, but that, that big sequence in, uh, in Captain America, the first Avenger, where he's on the tanker. And so you get this, you right. know, these great you know, action scenes and, and seeing them from, from two different styles, and they look great either way. Um, I think both these books are really fun. I think Black Widow is a little bit better, only because I like the character more. I, th- I was thinking about it. I was thinking about this, and I, I know we're, we're going to wrap up in a sec, but... Um, I think it's interesting that he took a completely different take on Frank Castle than mm-hmm. like Gregor Rocket had. Like this Frank Castle's yeah. like a good guy. You know, he's got a whole different thing. Like it's one of those things where he's a flexible character. You can write him in all sorts of different ways. Now, I like Greg Rucka's take on it more for me. It was it mm-hmm. was more fun. Like he's just the the he's a what is it? He's a psychopath. He's a killing machine. He's a right. you know, he's a mass murderer. That's that's what he is, machine. Whereas this this is a person. This is a human. And in fact they even he's at the diner, is, he's got a coyote. Yeah. Pet. And this is the one where they say they 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 know he has family and they're gonna use that against him. Like that doesn't work with the Rucka Punisher. Right. So this is a different character, which isn't necessarily bad. It's just interesting. I think it's it's fun. They're like Punisher is the one where you, you know, and for the longest time there was the Marvel Punisher and then there was the Marvel mm-hmm. Max Punisher. And it's yeah. two completely different things. One had white gloves. One had white gloves. And so I, so I, you know, I think the character is versatile enough that you can do the two different things and 
you know, maybe you like one better than the other, but I think they both work. And I think this is really fun. I'm really, but I'm really captured by the Black Widow storyline. I think, I think it's been really interesting. They've been mostly single issue stories, but I like the idea of her in between her missions trying to make some money. You know? Mm-hmm. I think it's good. I think it's really good. I think if you like the Black Widow from the films, you really like Black Widow, the series. Yeah. Check those books out. I thought it was a really fun week of comics. Was well, good. I had a really good, really good time reading my my issues. So yeah. Thanks, comics makers. <laughs> I'm so happy to be back. Yeah. I appreciate you, comic books. Appreciate all the work you put into it. There are other books we could have talked about. There was a lot of good books. I had to had to, had to pick and choose. But yeah, uh, I thought Earth Two was really good. There was mm-hmm. a lot of good stuff going on in comics this week. But you can go to ifanboy.com and you can find the post for this show and you can talk about those other books. And uh, if you want to talk about Earth Two, I will be happy to talk about it because I had a lot to say. I just didn't get to fit into this show. Oh, you know, what? and speaking of you know Rocket Raccoon, the Legendary Star Lord book also continues to be fun. So if you like the movie, check that out. It's it's very much feels like. Chris Pratt. So there you go. Check those books out. Now, I didn't realize mostly because I've been gone for two weeks and I didn't listen to the shows because I don't listen to the show unless I'm on it. Why would you? So Why would I? I didn't realize Paul had homework. Yeah, we we're, we're going to today we're going to talk about I mean, it's the it's a comic book movie that everybody's talking about right now. Uh, we're going to be extremely timely and talk about Batman 89. And I was yes. actually I was actually a little bit stunned and perturbed that it's not actually called that. It's just called Batman. Right. That's yeah. not, I was watching the opening credits, and I was, I was waiting for the 89 You were waiting for, like, up. the stamp to come at the end? I was waiting for like the, boom, like, yeah. Like a little branding iron to come down in 89. Josh, do you remember, and I don't know if you had this experience that I had when it came out in 89, and we were 12. Um, and I was Of five. being so excited when the camera was going through the bat signal in the beginning. Like, I can't wait for this movie to start. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, this is, like, the only other movie... I, don't, I, was, I was sentient for this one, but this is really the one I was the most excited for. I had sort of just started reading comics around that time and we'd never seen anything like this. And I was, you know, what was it? 12. Yeah. So I was really into the idea of this wasn't going to be silly like that other thing. Right. Uh, you know, the only other movie I can think of being so excited about would have been uh, Return of the Jedi, but that would have been much earlier. So Fantastic. this one I had sort of that's context That's also for. a continuation of what you've already known. You knew what to expect in the Return of the Jedi, at least. But yeah. this is like, you didn't know what to expect. And I just, yeah. so Paul, you watched it. I did. I watched it. I, I, I had been at the top of my uh, Netflix queue, and I still do get physical discs, and I was waiting for it and waiting oh, for it, and quick, it kept saying, quick side note, Paul. Yeah. Fun fact, uh, they originally <laughs> wanted to cast Bill Murray in the title role of this film. Yeah. yeah. I could see it. Would have blown your mind, wouldn't it? Would have blown my mind. I like Bill Murray. I want to... I, <laughs> I'm going to head that off at the pass <laughs> just because Ghostbusters isn't my favorite movie. And I also didn't hate Ghostbusters, but just because it wasn't my favorite doesn't mean I don't absolutely love Bill Murray. Big so? fan. But I thought this movie was fascinating. It's interesting because, like, I'd probably seen most of Ghostbusters through, like, you know, mitosis or whatever. Like, I'd seen it, like, just in the wrong order over the years. But there was so much of this movie that I didn't know. And when you got when we started talking about it on the podcast all those weeks ago, and Josh went on a whole jag, Grant. I was like, "What I'm is this movie off right now? <laughs> like, what are you talking about?" And so I got to experience it for the first time. Now, this is really interesting. I don't think it holds up if you if you're seeing it for the first time, but it's really interesting. It's, it's a it's, really quirky movie. It's um, totally quirky, and it's interesting because it. The, the way you, one views it changes in the wake of the Nolan films. Sure. sure. Because at the time, this was a realistic Batman. And now yeah, when you go funny. back and look at it, it's totally not. And it's totally a Tim Burton Batman, which I think is great. 
And people talk about it like it's a dark movie, and it's not really. No. It kind of it, it well it pretends to be a little bit. It is, but it's in that dark way, in that like, Tim Burton, which is kind of cartoony dark. Story. Yeah, which is different than than you know, crushing gloom. Did you expect that much Prince, Paul? <laughs> no, I thought that was no going to be did. more ancillary and like <laughs> that's that nope. was like the marketing stuff. Nope. Nope. You know, like <laughs> it was in the. Like every the movie, like all these superhero movies <laughs> have, you know, like you know, a Happy Meal or like you know, Burger King cups or something, but they're not necessarily part of the movie. Whereas that whole thing was part of the movie. There's a parade where, and the you know the the boombox carrying it around, yeah. And I was like, okay, give it up, oh yeah. No, I want to, I want to. The structure. I, I, I'm a big Prince fan, so I, I think the music is great. It's just you don't expect that much. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't dislike i just thought oh, that's interesting and it's just the structure of the movie is just i mean i, I and i guess we're, we've got into a certain groove with the marvel studios movies and with the nolan batman movies of like this is sort of what to expect in terms of the first second third act of these movies and it, this ha- it has such weird priorities and yeah i mean big takeaways are just bruce wayne and this is such a dick like <laughs> there's so many times where he just Wait, observes crimes listen, happening and just watches. He has to eat dinner at a very long table. And that alone would make anyone a dick. Yeah, and, and he doesn't I tweeted about been in that room. I yeah, I tweeted about this but like but like or, or it's on he Facebook. You can't get to the salt. But he was like, "Did you have trouble finding the house?" I was like, "Come on. What an asshole thing to say." I don't know. I don't think that's assholes. I think no, I think that I was just awkward small talk from someone who doesn't know how to deal with people. That's mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah. No, it's he's not an asshole. He's he's he doesn't he has any I think no he's idea. self-aware. I think he knows that No. I think he's no. I think he's putting something on. No, I think, I think this is the most awkward Bruce Wayne in the mm, in, Yes. In the, I would see that from but Christian Bale's Bruce Wayne, but this is a Bruce Wayne who really this, just cannot he's, deal with people. He's trying to be normal and funny, but it's weird. I don't know. I think he's doing And and then you're filtering that through Michael Keaton, who is singularly unique. Mm-hmm. So you've got this weird melange that makes up this thing that – and listen, I wouldn't, I wouldn't come down on you for saying it doesn't hold up well. I have no idea if it holds up well. I am not objective. I can't be. I watched this movie – I mean like, like – like I went at smoke. least 15 times that summer. There was smoke coming from my VHS tape. I mean like it – you know, we wore that thing out. There was, there was nowhere on the totally, track I can totally dial. see that. I totally believe that, you know, and I – probably would have been the same way it was just for whatever reason it just like i don't know my, my dad wasn't into it so we never like got you know the tape now, or whatever and, it's a strange what, film I mean, it you know. is i mean and and like are you like us were you like knox is an odd odd part of this isn't he yes maybe it should be bruce vane <laughs> <laughs> but I, the other thing that i thought was really interesting was surprising was i thought it was a really great take on batman as a character like He's not yammering with Alfred a lot. It's not. It's like a lot of it is just really internal, mm-hmm. and he's that force of yeah, nature. He looks at things a lot, and you see yeah, he looks at the and the whole sequence in the bat plane. Aside from that being a very specific toolkit on the bat plane to grasp <laughs> balloons. Right. Aside from know. that, like you never know when you're going to need to do this very specific task with giant. You put balloons. tweezers on it. Just. <laughs> Big tweezers, but just don't, don't worry about it. You gotta be able to cut heavy, heavy. Uh, do they have little divots in them for the large cables? Yeah. My two yeah. favorite things are when he brings down like the bat binoculars or whatever they are while he's in the bat plane. 
it just looked, it reminded me of like Escape from New York or something when he's in the, you know, the glider right. thing in the beginning and just the technology at the time. It just looked kind of cool. And the other thing is because of the design of the cowl, whenever he has to look up, he has to right. do the full <laughs> pivot from his lower back. <laughs> or look anywhere, really. Or look I anywhere. like when he has to look up and behind him. <laughs> yeah. Just the most awkward Batman move. Just, I'm doing it right now. Just, like, I got whip, like, I get, occasionally I, got I strain my neck. Yeah. I got whiplash just like watching him doing it, like just vicarious <laughs> whiplash, and he does it like at least two times. What did you What did you think of Jack Nicholson? Because a lot of people said, "Oh man, Heath Ledger's never going to be able to do what Jack Nicholson did." Jack Nicholson owned it, whereas I think, much like Michael Keaton, I think it's a very singular thing. I th- I, I I didn't. I guess I didn't know what to expect going in. Um, he kind of he does a he does a laugh, but otherwise he's just Jack Nicholson to me. It's Jack Nicholson. I, I thought he was very much sort of the Caesar Romero on steroids performance, mm-hmm. which for me worked because that was a very you know there, there's yeah. so many different kinds of jokers, and that is a that is yeah. a very specific kind but of he, joker. He was threatening though. Yeah, so he was scary a little bit. Like he was scary. He was a he was a killer. He was you know when he burned he, was, he burned uh, Alicia's face up. Yeah, he was aimless. You know, I was like, also, on his TV like Elvis. You gotta love that. I mean, yeah. mentioning Caesar Romero, I, I was expecting for it to be a huge departure and have no real references to Batman sixty six, mm-hmm. and it kind of does. It does the sort of Dutch angle thing, mm-hmm. not nearly to the extent that they do in the Batman the movie, the Adam West version, where they're like on the in the boat and it's like. The camera is completely sideways, but they do a little bit of that. I also I love the Joker jackets. Like, yeah. he has the, the the forethought to like print up jackets with mm-hmm. like an insignia. Like someone had to design that Joker and they had to embroider it. And what's funny is that the, the Joker looks like the Joker from the comics at the, at the time, yeah, and nothing like Jack Nicholson. Mm-hmm. Can, yeah, can I? Can I? Yeah, that was the, by the way. That is always my favorite Joker visual. Yeah. But that that era because it's my first Joker basically. Mm-hmm. But uh, I will tell you one thing. In the summer of 1989, I've never been so many variations on Joker t-shirts. Yeah. And I had them all, I, baby. I had about 25 Batman t-shirts. I, yeah, I had a, every day. You know, it's funny. What I did had, you think? I had the toys. I actually I had like the three the three figures. I had, yeah, yeah, I guess I had all the toys. And like, was there like a color change Joker where like you put them in cold or hot water and not it goes from regular? So maybe it was later on, but that I sounds think, awesome, though. I would have loved that. I, I distinctly remember having and like you just dip them in a you know bowl of water and. <laughs> I what remember. Think, what did you think of uh, okay. New York City Mayor Ed Koch as New York City Mayor Ed Koch? <laughs> that was nice. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I. I don't. I probably don't have the same attachment to New York politics as, as you do. I'll tell you what there, that, that that casting got a big laugh in New York City at the time. Did it? Um, yeah. What did you think of? No, we didn't <laughs> talk about Knox nearly enough okay. and how brilliant he is. But before we get to Knox. What did you think of Eckhart, who is also Porkins? Oh, okay. That makes sense. William Hootkins. <laughs> I didn't have to look that up. At first I thought it was like, oh, is this like is this Harvey Bullock? And was Harvey Bullock around at that time? And I didn't remember. And I think he was. Kind of. Kind of. And well not Basically as I guess Bullock. not as we know him now, but um Do you think we should have gotten a Knox action figure and should he have a book right now? Yes. Just he had a grand. Out, yeah. Gonna need a long lens. <laughs> he is fantastic. He he karate chopped his car trunk and got the bat out. And then he didn't actually hit anybody, he just sort of waved it at people. 
It's like, why is everything in a warehouse? Like, why is everything in this huge, like, foundry? It's um, a gorgeous-looking movie. Anton first. Yeah. It is he won an Academy Award for it. After they don't make them like that anymore. Yeah. Um, and, no, they uh, don't. It's, it's really it's a, sort of a last link to sort of an old-fashioned studio movie, you know, soundstage. Yeah, and, like, flick. the Belfry stuff and, um, like, that, that whole tower. I was like, oh, it's, like, Vertigo. This is pretty cool, like, but, like, bigger. And that's, that's kind of cool. And there's, like, some, uh, like, a, you know, a bit of matte painting stuff going on. I was like, yeah, you don't really – I mean, the last matte painting I remember. I mean, sure, there's stuff. I'm sure there's stuff in like the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit, mm-hmm. but right. but there's like less and less of it. But like the last one I really noticed was like Attack of the Clones. There's a really glaring one. What movie? I, I won't mention its name again. I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. I know. I know. So, yeah, I don't know. I, you know what really freaked me out as a kid was after the Joker falls from the roof and and the the little laughing boxes laughing. <laughs> it freaked me out as a kid. <laughs> Because it goes on for a really yeah. long time. I yeah, and I I really loved this the just like the wackiness of having like the fake hand mm-hmm. like in his sleeve. Mm-hmm. It's much more of a of a demented Silver Age Joker than it is. Yeah, it yeah. really is. But they let him go over the edge in the way that the Silver Age didn't. Like he, right. sh- he shot Bob. It's a darker one, yeah. I love when he shot Bob. By the Bob way, Bob Gun. Why do you do that? I don't know. <laughs> I'm of a mind. Makes a movie. The first big reaction, though, was Axis Chemicals. What? <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, it's inter- It's an interesting film. It's definitely an interesting film. Yeah, I'm uh, glad I watched since it. He's not he on his chest. He does not have the usual bat symbol, which is weird too. Yeah, no, they they made it like a little different. I always wonder what the reason was for that. Considering and the I didn't want it, I still didn't want a T-shirt with that on it. I wanted the regular one. Right. Um, but is, it, at the time, it was such a sea change in the in in supposedly taking these things seriously, and it's not as serious as they are now. But it was a game changer, you know, moment. Michael Keaton was a big controversial pick. He was a comedian mostly, mm-hmm. but he's great. I think he's a great Batman because he's he's unhinged, and you can see it in his eyes that he's unhinged, which I think really works. And it's like, oh, I mean, in the the Nolan movies, you're you're looking at it through. Bruce Wayne's gaze and mm-hmm. in this you're looking at it through Vicky Vale's eyes. Right. Who is this weird guy? Like who is Who weighs this a little strange? bit more than 108? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Let's be I like it like I remember literally hundreds of lines that you remembered <laughs> slightly different ones than me. And, and, <laughs> but every one of them just it shoots me like there's very few things that will shoot me back to being 12 years old in that same way because it was so I mean you probably saw it a lot more than I did. I went, but, I went. I went at least. We went yeah. all the time. I remember seeing. I saw it three times opening weekend. That's the only stat I remember. Which that beats me. Time, I wasn't even able to get tickets till Sunday. Well, I live in the city, so <laughs> like it was one of those things. I specifically remember my my comic book shop had like a screening, which is not a thing that happened. Right. And so, like you know, like we got you know like a, like a four dollar tickets on like Saturday at eleven a.m. or something like that. You know, and and I went a couple of times. And, I think I stayed. I think I stayed and I went again. Nice. Because it was just so – I don't even know that – I don't even know that I would have – I wouldn't have sat – I didn't walk out like, man, that was really good. I was just like, I need, I'm going to keep – I'm going to keep watching this. You know what, Josh? You were a king of the wicker people. This guy must have been king of the wicker people. It's going it's so many times. It's Japanese. <laughs> How do you know? Eh. Bought it Japan. Good bought it Japan. Oh, I want to watch it. Right, it's good. I, I like Paul's gonna say it doesn't. It doesn't hold up, and I think that's true. I'm just saying, like objectively, us. like no, no, you know, I, no, it's, I totally it's a get weird that. Weird movie. It's I would be really interested in what you think of Batman Returns because that it See, goes those movies, 
off in a strange direction. Yeah, after that, like none of the other movies did anything for me. Like, I, like Batman Returns, I think I saw once or twice in the theater. I never watched it again, and I never watched any of the ones. That much, came much like these films often go with sequels in which the director really asserts their vision. Like uh, the Sam Raimi films, Spider-Man films became more goofy, um, or the Schumacher films. The second Batman film is way more Burton-y. Yeah, yeah, Wait, it is. Yeah. I, I have seen that, and I did see that, and I it's remember my first the Christopher theater, Walken so. experience. What the <laughs> fuck is that? <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't know what that is. I'm strangely attracted to it, though. No, that wasn't until '95 when I saw Pulp Fiction for the first time. I said, Oh, I get it. I get that guy now. Um, I, I still love this movie. I, I'd be interested in. Have you seen the '66 film, Paul? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I've seen it multiple times. Well. I'm glad you watched it. I'm glad. This is just this weird, I don't know, hole. This is this like weird thing in my blinders. And uh, I mean, so it has lots of I've age, seen all so. of the other, you know, Batman movies after that. Um, but I really like this one. I mean, it, it, it's very specific and it's very specific tone, but it's got a lot to like, I think. Yeah, I think it's got a, it's, 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 uh, I think it's charmingly odd. Including yeah. District Attorney Lando Calrissian. Yep. And, and the worst Commissioner Gordon ever. The nest of vipers. Michael Goff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He gave us a signal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Batman. 90. That blew my mind, by the way, that signal. I was yeah. like, that's the, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> then he's standing up on the top of the thing instead of getting with his lady friend. It's cool. But then as oh. you're watching it when you're 29 for the first time, you're like, He's just going to leave Vicky and Alfred sit in the car drinking champagne while he goes up and just stands looking at his signal. <laughs> if someone made a giant signal, Paul, with your logo on it and put it in the sky, you'd be like, hold on a second. Yeah. I got to go look at this. I'm not Batman. <laughs> I got to go check this out. <laughs> I'm me. So, I, yeah, I'd absolutely go look at my signal and, you know, Instagram it. But um, <laughs> Batman is, is made of better stuff than me. Right? I would well, I'm hope. glad you watched Batman 89. I'm, I'm happy. I had a good time. I'm glad I checked it out, uh-huh. too. Uh, so we're going to skip the emails because uh, we went long talking about Knox and his long lens. And we got to save these up anyway for episode 450. That's right. So in the meantime, email us at contact.ifanboy.com or leave our voicemail at 888-FANBOYS-3262-697. And we'll just jump right into the plugs and say that you should continue to email us for episode 450, which is in two weeks. It's the live all-email show, which we'll be, we'll be recording, broadcasting live as we do it. So if you want your email on that show, please Send the email to contact at ifanboy.com. And, and this is the one that you need to you need to you need to send something in. You just the question you've been thinking about, you're not sure. Like send this is the one we're gonna do all of them. We're gonna spend time on them. If yes. you're not sure, but just send it anyway. Like And like, it could be a slightly off topic. We already got a really good slightly off topic yes. one, which I'm saving to surprise the guys with. And uh, you know, this is the one where people always get way too personal, which is fine. And it, the and longer can, and better the questions, the longer the show will be, the more I'll be drinking. So But you also the quick hits are good too. Quick hits are great. We don't want essay questions. So, like, if they're all, like, really long, you know. No one wants to hear me try to read a four-paragraph email after I've had six beers. Or maybe you do. I don't know. We'll find out. But email us in contactmyfanboy.com with subject line 450 in it. We'll know it's for the show. And uh, get those coming in two weeks from now. We'll be recording. Once we know the record date, we'll let you know through our social media. And that's when you know your, your deadline to get the questions in. Also, uh, listen to the Guardians of the Galaxy podcast. I have not done that yet because I've not seen the film, but... I um, apparently told Ron came back. He begged. Didn't didn't know we were going to let that happen so soon. Well, surprise! 
wanted part of it. We uh, listen. We're aware of that. Just well, <laughs> Connor's not here, so we're gonna have Ron on. Okay. Um, and, and, and Ryan. And Ryan. And, uh, he goes. Ron goes. So have you recorded yet? <laughs> it's like, you want in, don't you? Yeah, I do. He misses it. I, I very hung out, swiftly. Hung out with the Comic Con. He misses the podcast. And then, and then, game. You know, very I, swiftly you guys, assumes control of the entire episode. He can't help that. Uh, and I hadn't been on a show with him in a long time, like literally years. I was like, this has been a long time. No, I was, I'm glad you guys did it because, like you said, you weren't on the X Men show, so it was good. Yep. That you guys got to do it, yep. and and I uh, hear nothing but great things about the show itself. So I look forward to listening to that once I watch the movie. Sometime soon, so I'll check that out at fanboy.com. You can find that or on the feeds. And uh, Paul, you had a big announcement this week. Tell the people what your announcement yeah, was. Yeah, I've been tinkering away at a new project. Uh, I'm working with the people at Riot New Media who do a website already called Book Riot, uh, which is a very popular website uh, and set of podcasts about um, about books and, and a love of reading. And we're going to do a comic book website called Panels. It is panels.net. We are making .net cool again. We're going to make it awesome. Everybody's going to want a .net after this. Um, but you can go to panels.net right now, and it'll redirect to our uh, our Launch Rock page. And there you can uh, you can sign up for notification when we're ready to actually launch the site proper. It should be sometime uh, in the fall. Uh, we've got a big team already working on some stuff. And some familiar names to some familiar names. Folks? Yeah, we've got some. We've got some of my fanboy folks, including uh, Josh Christie, uh, Ryan Haupt, uh, Jeff Reed, uh, Ali Coluccio, uh, my buddy Dave Acampo from Fuzzy Typewriter. Um, uh, Pat Loika, Brett White. We've got we've got a Loika. We've got Pat Loika, um, and we've got you know a bunch more, and um, and including some 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 new friends uh, from over on the book riot side. And um, and uh, before you ask, in the fall when the site launches, there will be an application form on the site. So if you'd uh, like to apply to be a contributor, um, just hang on for a little bit, and the instructions will be there, and you can apply and join the big old team. But uh, we're going to be. Doing, I thought you were going to say before you ask, you are not leaving the show. Uh, yeah, and I'm not going to be leaving the show. I'm I'm still a proud I fanboy, and I will be continuing to uh, to be on this show, in addition to all of my other crazy duties. It's going to I'm going to be very busy, and I'm going to be up to my neck in comics. But um, I'm super excited, and none of this would have happened without without you guys. And by that, I mean Josh and Connor and Ron and, of course, all of the people listening to the show right now. Unless you just started like listening this week, then you really don't have anything to do with this. But So hopefully everyone uh, listening to the show will go check it out. And everyone who misses the commentary, the thoughtful voices that I fanboy will go check that out too. Oh, yeah, we're, st- we're stealing a ton of content from fanboy. So um, we're going we're gonna to get it, the lawyer on the phone. Keep that the spirit I had the lawyer on hold for the last week, so don't worry <laughs> about it. For the last week, Josh, the billable hours. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> oh, oh. All right, I'll try to move some assets. Let's let's return it to ifm.com slash Amazon. We need to, we need to plug that again because Josh just wrecked up a lot of billable hours. So uh, panels. It's okay, the lawyer was Charles Soul. He was busy. Uh, panels.net. Uh, that'll be launching soon, we'll, and we will of course announce that again once it launches. Uh, very proud of you, Paul, for for putting this Thanks, together. Guys. Taking the wheel. Now you're going to see how much fun it is to run things. Oh yeah. I already got so Not so much fun once you're in charge. <laughs> nah, Paul, welcome to the show. Uh, I thought you could tell us a little bit about this summer's upcoming movie slates that was inspired by comic books. <laughs> That's every question if you ever do a media appearance. I don't know. What uh, celebrities will be at Comic-Con this year, Paul? <laughs> that happened to me. <laughs> really? On, a, on, a, on NPR. Yep. 
No, it wasn't NPR. It was, it was like Keith. a yeah, right. It was it was a big Los Angeles radio. Like Keith. they were gonna yeah. they're gonna talk to me about comics, and the first thing was what celebrities are gonna be there, and I was like, I don't know. <laughs> On live radio to Los Angeles. That was the K Rock show. That was like the biggest yep. morning show in LA, and then you were like, I don't know. Oh, also, before I forget, you can follow us on Facebook. Just look for uh, uh, panels.net um, spelled out is our Facebook page. Uh, follow me on Twitter and I'll have all the, I'll be yammering about it for, you know, forever. Um, and then also, uh, Hey Panels on Twitter is our account. You got some poor producer in big trouble when you said, I don't know. <laughs> yes, like, I did. They were glaring at the window. Never invited back. <laughs> I started trying to pick some out, but it was also really early in the morning. It was like seven in the morning. We were feeding. Yeah. It was like Lou Ferrigno will probably be there. Uh, yeah. Skull will be there. Is so that guy out. from that movie? I think I said that. I find fanboy.com. Never, never, never let me say we haven't destroyed any opportunity we've ever had. Head over to fanboy.com to comment on this show, talk about the week's books, talk about panels, talk about Batman. 89. I'd be interested to see a very uh, vigorous discussion about Batman 89 in the, in the comments this week. Yeah, please do. That happened. And uh, you can find all other podcasts, including the Guardians of the Galaxy show at ifanboy.com. It used to always bug me because I thought that that was Bob Kane in the movie, but it was just a Bob Kane drawing. He was supposed to be in the movie. Yeah, but it wasn't him. Bill so Finger in my mind, the movie. well, let's not even talk about it. Anyways, where do we leave off? The reviews? My turn. Twitter. Twitter. Oh, not me. What's well, Ron? Ron's supposed to do it. We'll it says Jay. Jay. Am I looking at the wrong one? What are you one? looking at? How did I look? Are you looking at the right one? script? Oh my God, I'm not. But you, I had it. You've been doing this show with the wrong script the whole time? I can't have been. How did this other script get here? <laughs> I'm amazed. It's the fumes Follow from your iPad. Follow at twitter.com slash ifanboy, facebook.com slash ifanboy. I'm freaking out. Follow us individually at Jay Flanagan, C.S. Kilpatrick, and Fuzzy Typewriter. We just do the last part. I want to make up for it. And finally, if you dig this kind of thing, uh, write us a review in iTunes, or better yet, tell all your friends about us. Introduce your cousins to podcasts. There's a lot of family reunions this time of year. Tell people at the beach. Be like, hey, Mm -hmm. you listen to my fanboy? Why would people want to get together with those people at the hottest time of the year? Yeah. I did it in Texas for many years in a row. God. Yeah. Now, Josh, you remember doing that year, 2008, we were on the radio all the time and, and, yeah. and how awkward it was when the interview would just start? Yeah. There'd be no prep. It was suddenly you were talking and then suddenly you were off. They didn't tell yeah. you that either. No, it was very, radio was really weird and it would, it would just sound a little odd. You couldn't get your bearings. And it was always at like seven in the morning. Yep. Yeah. Or like in the hotel room. They're like, give a landline? No, hotel room. Yeah. Give a landline. I, uh... All right, we'll do the best, and then and then and then you guys would be. Everyone else would hand the person unrelated notes to throw them off. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did. That's that's the thing that because we cared about our our images. Exactly, site. we're a very professional unit here. We didn't. We definitely did not ha- pass Josh notes full of filthy language to throw him off while he was live <laughs> on the radio. So, <laughs> that your pipe and smoke in America. Uh, I don't even know what that means. Yeah. I'm starting to sweat. All right, so next week I'm Connor. I'm Paul. And I'm, uh, let's see. Let's see. I'm Josh. There it is. Sorry. He You're gave wrong. us a signal. How long is that going to happen? <laughs> Sex. It's not the type of party.